Welcome back to Ravens Recap. We hope you guys enjoyed our discussion and analysis on the Ravens' close victory over the Minnesota Vikings. If you didn't enjoy it, it's probably because you haven't listened to it yet, so you should uh, go download that and come back to this. Right now, we're on a short week here. Ravens are going on Thursday night football, uh, Veterans Day football. Uh, If you are active military or are a veteran yourself or someone in your family is, we thank you for your service and hope that the Ravens can come out victorious here to help give you another thing to celebrate on that day. Guys, what do we think? You know, obviously the Ravens are traveling to Miami, which I feel like usually Thursday night football, the Ravens and Dolphins, Dolphins have come here, but yeah, Dolphins kind of a surprise dud team so far this year. Huge letdown, baby. I don't know what I thought they'd be this year, but not two and seven at this point. Definitely both sides of the ball, offense and defense have been struggling in ways I did not thoroughly predict at the beginning of the season and um yeah i think this matchup i remember seeing it earlier and thinking it was going to be a bigger matchup for the ravens to have to overcome i think it's still a big matchup because of the really hard fought game on sunday the short week you know that's a lot to consider going into this game we gotta just make sure the ravens can keep on rolling and get another win here yeah i agree i, I think this game does have potential to be a trap game that being said, I think on paper, the Ravens uh, definitely have the better team, better record, and it's it's really interesting. Miami is just one of those teams that really hasn't had a lot of luck at all against uh, the Ravens. It's just been completely uh, lopsided. Ravens lead this series 10-6 and six all time. Flacco can basically scream, I own you, a la uh, Kobe <laughs> Rogers to Miami because he was 7-0 and against Miami in his career. Uh, in Baltimore, Lamar uh, has only faced them once, but obviously had that huge win to start off the 2019 season. The only recent win for Miami against Baltimore was when that game, if everyone can remember, that Matt Schaub started two games for the Baltimore Ravens in 2015. Uh, he won- beat Cleveland and then lost to Miami. So, yeah, uh, for whatever reason, the Ravens have just had Miami's number for the better part of a decade at this point. Dude, that blew my mind that Ravens first round quarterbacks are eight and O against Miami. Like what a ridiculous stat. Where did you get that? <laughs> like, is that just like you noticing it? Well, I just noticed it. Cause like I said, I, I, <laughs> it, it just, it, it was always funny to me that, that with, cause Ravens dolphins, I remember that used to be a close matchup in the early years for whatever reason. It was a team that, that the games would be close and, and usually pretty ugly. But then once the Ravens got Flacco, all of a sudden the Ravens were crushing the Dolphins every time they played them. Flacco usually had a pretty good statistical game. And then obviously Lamar had a huge game against him. For whatever reason, Raven and Ravens just need uh, a quarter to start a quarterback they drafted in the first round, and they'll crush Miami. That's been the case so far for eight games. With all that said, that is the past. And Thursday night, the score is 0-0 zero to zero before uh, kickoff has even happened, but... You know, with that said, I think to look at this game to start with, the X factor in this game is going to be how the Ravens' offense plays against this Dolphins' defense. Um, the offense for the Dolphins has plenty of struggles, and we'll get to that. But the defense has been kind of okay for the Dolphins. I mean, whereas the Dolphins' offense has just been a total dumpster fire. You know, this this team slowed down Josh Allen and the Bills two weeks ago. Um, but then, you know, after the Bills... Uh, just got 
uh, could only muster two field goals against Jacksonville. You got to wonder how impressive that was. Um, and then forced Tyrod Taylor, granted he was coming off injured reserve, but a, a quarterback who does not turn the ball over very often into, um, into several turnovers uh, this past Sunday. So this Miami defense, they're still uh, something that, you know, they're not a pushover. So I think that's going to be the key to this game is for the Ravens to have a strong offensive game plan against this defense. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Dolphins still have a couple of uh, pretty good pieces on defense. I mean, one of them uh, seems like there was a rumor that the Ravens are trying to trade for, uh, Xavier Howard, cornerback. Um, would have been a great piece for that matter um, if the, the price is right. But, uh, you know, of course that didn't go through. But, yeah, uh, in addition to that, I mean, they've got, uh, you know, some other guys, uh, some other uh, good pieces on that defense. Um, one name that came up in our rookie preview was uh, Jalen Phillips, uh, plays the same position as uh, Odafe Oye. Uh, he seems to be doing pretty well uh, in his first year. So, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like historically the Dolphins' defense has been uh, fairly strong. And, I mean, they, they come up in, in surprising ways, too. I mean, for whatever reason, they always seem to have good games uh, against the uh, Brady-led Patriots as well. Um, so they could be a sneaky, a sneaky defense. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I would definitely expect the Ravens to to come out, and I think the big key for them is just going to uh, be starting strong, especially on the road. I, I think they, you know, particularly against the Vikings at home. I, I thought, you know, the the first quarter the first half really just everybody looked really off uh would be great for lamar to come out with a a little bit more crisp and kind of more decisive with his throws um i I think there would be something to be said though with uh you know him and hollywood both playing a little bit closer to home you hope that they uh they come out and want to make a a good show for everybody there yeah you look at this defense they've spent a lot of draft capital in their secondary all second and first round picks there and, um, you know, it's, it's definitely more talented than their 30th overall pass defense would lead you to believe. I thought they were going to have a really good secondary this year. And um, it hasn't seemed to be the case, at least as far as uh, the big plays and the yardage has gone. Yeah, no, definitely. And I'm looking through. This is not a team that I have really followed very closely at all this year. And I'm trying to look at it. Is, is it? difference in coaching is it injuries like it's it's really interesting just to see this team falter as much as it has with how much success they had last year again we were talking about the Dolphins last year as as a team that um were were watching late on Saturday night then play the Raiders <laughs> hoping for them to blow it so that the Ravens can not have to worry about the final week of the season um but they are out of the playoff picture this year. Um, that, so that is not the case uh, for this season. Um, but, yeah, it's a shame we don't have a, a guest here for Miami to give us more detail on that. But it's, uh, yeah, they're not the same sneaky team that they were last year that went 10-6 and six and, and fell one seed shy of making the playoffs. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting, again, because they had a couple high draft picks. So... As you see on their um, in their secondary, they drafted safety Javon Holland in the second round. He is already starting. You added Phillips, like you said, Chris, to their pass rush. You added Waddle to the offense. They added an offensive tackle, who's their now starting left tackle. 
uh, in the draft this year. I mean, they they put a lot of effort and uh, energy, both on the defense and the offense this year, to try to take it to the next level, and yet the team's regressed. And I don't know if it was the controversy of the Tua trade with maybe Watson coming in, distracting them, or uh, you know they had a couple injuries for sure that may have impacted their ability. But I feel like those injuries weren't enough to cause this kind of decline. So I think this team's better than their 2-7 and seven record shows, and there'll be definitely a, an interesting competition on the short week. So one thing that is interesting that I'm just seeing right now is um, apparently the Dolphins uh, did have a, a pretty substantial number of turnovers last year on the defensive end. Um, and obviously we know that's a stat that's that's variable from year to year. That's not something that um, you're going to to expect because turnovers are you know a lot more up to to chance than some other stats in the uh, in the game. So that is one interesting thing that could be a big difference for them this year is just while they, they did have a lot of turnovers last week in general this year, that's been an area where they, this group has struggled in um, and could be part of the reason for the struggles that they've had. With that said, looking at the, at the Ravens side of the ball, once again, we're going to the, to the uh, topic of turnovers Ravens defense, while they, they played stout, uh, against the Vikings after giving up those two early touchdowns. Uh, no turnovers against the Vikings. Not entirely un- unsurprising since considering that the Vikings are a team that does protect the football very well. Um, but yeah, Lamar Jackson, two interceptions, one of which definitely is fault. The second one, again, as we talked about, Freeman should have picked up that blocker. So depends on, on whether or not you want to give him blame on that one. But I do think that's that's something that and, and Lamar knows it, I'm sure, because he's so critical of himself and just such a competitor. But uh, something that that the Ravens will really want to avoid to give this to to avoid giving this Dolphins team any chance of feeling like like they're in the game on Thursday night. The Miami running defense, I don't think it's uh, bad enough to say like we should be able to run all over them like we were able to do the Chargers and maybe the Vikings. But it's definitely going to be an interesting test for the Ravens to see how effective the running game will be. Because we've only seen the Ravens running game look good against bad rushing opponents. And this middle or middle of the pack team uh, will definitely give them a challenge. Oh, definitely. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see what we saw. You know, we saw last week was Devonta Freeman was, for all intents and purposes, RB1. And then, Chris, I think it was you mentioned in the chat that that Bell, they were using him as in the kind of condensed Gus Edwards uh, closer role that the Ravens really had Edwards pigeonholed into before they expanded his role a bit in the second half of last season. And once again, nothing from Tyson Williams. My opinion on Tyson Williams right now is he's still there. And I think any week the Ravens could give him a shot, but we're not going to know because stuff's happening that we're just not not privy to, whether coaching-wise or just ill prep from him. But like we were talking about in the bye week episode, are the Ravens going to narrow down on two RBs, uh, Freeman and Bell, if it's like it was with the Vikings game, are they going to continue to do a merry-go-round rotation just depending on the week and, and the game plan? Um, so that's going to be the uh, an interesting thing to look look for. Um, and I, I do think if they if they just stick with Freeman, once again, and they're not who we thought they would going through from the beginning of the season, but that's where we are right now, um, 
he I feel like he got better as the game went on against Minnesota. So I think you could see him have good success if he's able to get double digit carries once again. Yeah, really interesting to see that Bell and Williams had the same amount of snaps, but the number of actual touches uh, dramatically different. They're just not giving Williams the ball when he's in there. I know he had one touch that was called back by penalty, but look good on that touch. He did look good. I know, <laughs> but uh, I, I I don't know what's going on there. This might be the week. It might not be the week. We'll not really know with this Ravens team and the way they're running things. Um, they'll definitely keep it close to the vest until he does kind of make an appearance. But uh, at least Freeman's playing much better. He looks to be much more comfortable and getting acclimated with this offense which definitely helps so kudos to him man we thought he was a clear-cut candidate and now he's uh rb1 how the tide has earned i mean yeah it definitely would be good for the ravens i mean not that they need to do this fortunately they kind of running an offense where play action is a little bit more optional um, but certainly i think that could be another weapon to kind of take advantage of the low-ranked miami pass defense really be able to set that up i mean they've they've had mixed success with that i think overall the last couple of games but they just they really haven't had the threat of the run game to really influence other teams because it just has not been the same success that they've had in years past it's really almost entirely been lamar and his sort of design runs and i think some teams have sort of adapted to that i think overall the the vikings did a decent job of of kind of of uh, tackling Lamar in, in space. I mean, he's still at 120 yards, but a lot of that I think was volume. So it would definitely be uh, nice to be able to get a little bit more on track and, and kind of balance that a little bit more, uh, not only to to help Lamar out and have a little bit less uh, on his shoulders, but to uh, be able to set up some of the play action and sort of deep passing game that the Ravens have want to uh, run the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it should be really interesting to see what the Ravens are, are going to be able to do against this Dolphins secondary. The secondary started off the this, this season not too bad, but then had a five-game stretch where led up some a lot of big games to passers. Uh, Derek Carr, who has struggled this year, 386 yards, two touchdowns against Miami. Then the week after that, Carson Wentz, 228 yards and two touchdowns. Tom Brady, 411 yards, five touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence, a guy who has me sweating about a contract that I gave him to him in a dynasty league, uh, had 319 yards and a touchdown against the Dolphins. And uh, Matt Ryan, 336 yards and two touchdowns, also a, a plus performance uh, for him this year. So, But then in the past two weeks, they uh, slowed down Josh Allen. And again, Tyrod Taylor was coming off injured reserve, but still they shut him down. So it's, it's just kind of like... What, where is the secondary right now? Um, I, I haven't dug deep enough to see, like, okay, was there a key injury uh, during the that five-game stretch, and now they've gotten some guys back. But, yeah, you're, you're kind of seeing a, a tale of, of two teams here. Where the season is right now, so far, your book ended with, with, you know, two games at the beginning of the season and the two most recent games where the pass defense did pretty well. And then five in between that, where they just were garbage. <laughs> Honestly, not too far off from where the Ravens are. I mean, not a surprise. I guess they're both at the bottom of the pack there in the pass defense. They've got some great names on paper, and they can still perform pretty well, but just have some either mental lapses or miscommunications or, you know, any number of things for the Ravens not being able to tackle. I don't know if that's the same way with Miami. But yeah, I mean, they, they clearly have the talent. 
And so it's going to be on the Ravens to really not take that for granted and, and play some good football because otherwise uh, they could turn on you pretty quick. Xavier Howard is definitely a guy I'd be worried about. You know, I don't think the Ravens are going to avoid him all game, but certainly if, if we're not careful, he's the guy that can make you pay. But yeah, I guess if we go over to their offensive side of the ball, again, kind of a disappointing unit. Obviously, they've had um, nagging injuries for Devontae Parker and also injuries to Will Fuller. So it's been the Waddle show with the side of Gusecki. And Tua, their quarterback, has had injury problems. He's been in and out of games for various reasons. He had ribs and then now a hand fracture that left him out of last week's game. Looking on target to play against us on Thursday. We'll see how it shakes out. You never know with these injuries, but... Overall, their quarterback situation leaves a lot to be desired. They're both completing over 64% of their passes, but neither of them have a good uh, deep ball. A lot of scouts have said Tua lacks the arm strength to deliver throws deep and to the outside, and um, he hasn't really shown anything this year to disprove that. A lot of passes have been over the middle to either Gusecki or Waddle. And then um, Brissett, you know, the known QB... Sneak specialist is now being asked to throw it occasionally, and that's had some mixed results. So I think overall, this passing offense has had trouble getting off the ground just from inconsistent, uh, is inconsistent play from the quarterback position and injuries uh, for the wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, obviously, anything can happen uh, any, any football game, any given Sunday, now any given Thursday or Monday, but... Honestly, I, I think this is a great spot for the Ravens defense to have a, a huge a huge night. If they prepare c- correctly and, and and make the most of the short week they have, you look at the issues that they've had the past couple weeks against Minnesota, against Cincinnati, it was a lot of good in both those efforts, but the big plays is what killed them. They got killed by explosive plays by Jamar Chase, against Cincinnati, against Minnesota. Dalvin Cook gashed them for a long run that set up a touchdown. Obviously, Justin Jefferson on the the um, misjudged gamble by Marlon Humphrey. I don't really think the Dolphins have those guys, and even if they do, they don't, like you're saying, they don't have the quarterbacks to deliver them. They drafted Jalen Waddell, who's a speed demon, um, scouts are expecting him to be a, be a deep threat. They've turned him into a Julian Edelman possession receiver, which is uh, astounding. I, I, I don't really understand at all, and I don't think anyone understands what's going on there. They got Mike Gusecki, who is another guy in the mold of like Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. He's a wide receiver disguised as a tight end. Um, you know, He's probably going to make some some uh, highlight-worthy plays during the game. He's really perfecting the one-handed catch recently, which everyone loves. And you'll see that he's this, you know everyone still for a while couldn't get over Odell Beckham's catch. <laughs> How times have changed, but and you know Miles Gaskin is there too. But the coaches hate him, so you never know whether or not it's going to be a week where they're going to let him you know, have the football and, and do things or not. I, I just, I just think the only way that the, the Dolphins offense puts up points on this Ravens defense, even with all the holes that they have is, is if, is if they just completely botched the game plan. I just don't think they have the guys. Yeah. Miscues and like big plays are really the way I don't, I don't see this offense creating long sustained drives against our defense. They just don't have that in them. 
Yeah, and, and we didn't even talk about their offensive line, which I didn't know too much about uh, what their offensive line situation was going before doing a little bit of research for this episode. But uh, just taking a quick look over at um, a couple Dolphins beat writer sites, um, to put it, uh, you know, mildly, uh it's almost as if this team doesn't have an offensive line. I just saw nothing, <laughs> nothing, no good talked about um, for anyone on their line, and just, just you know, questions as to why is the coaching staff even running these guys still out there? Apparently, they had a guy. Their left tackle was a former first round pick. He was struggling at left tackle, so they moved him in the guard position because uh, they thought his skill set was better there. He's still struggling there, and the guy they used him to replace at left tackle is apparently performing worse than he is. And their right tackle is apparently also total trash. <laughs> Again, just, just from what I'm reading on the beat writer's sites, I didn't have a chance to actually watch any Dolphins film prior to this uh, this episode. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's a spot where it, this seems like... On, on this side of the ball, the battle is is the Ravens to lose. It's, it's a spot where this defense has an opportunity to feast when they haven't had that many opportunities recently, probably not since Denver. So it's uh, an area they're going to need to to make sure that they they show up and, and have solid effort, and they'll be fine. Yeah, another name on that uh, the patchwork offensive line as well that Ravens fans might recognize, uh, Greg Mance, I guess would have been our third string fourth string center uh that we traded to miami uh during the preseason for a sixth round pick it looks like he's actually not even going to play this game looks like it was an ankle injury sustained during the last game so um they'll be back to you know whoever their second string center is at that position as well so yeah it's um i'm really curious just you know again like kind of talking at the top the miami was a, a sneaky good 10 and 16 last year you know, I know that there's a little bit of roster turnover, but like, man, their offensive line was just not, it seemed like got way worse, at least from what we're reading here. I'm really curious to know just if it was, uh, you know, they really overperformed last year. Was it a coaching thing? Did they, you know, have a lot of injuries on that side? Yeah, it certainly seems like they are almost going through a rebuilding year, but it's like, I thought they just went through one. <laughs> so it's very, a little very strange. Well, clearly, I think that the the answer to that question is that the Fitz magic is gone. That's certainly one thing to do with it. Gosh, I'm remembering that Raiders game that they played, that uh, just you know needed <laughs> needed somebody to win that game, and Fitz magic just like willed them back. And gosh, yeah, I mean, I you know as a as a Ravens fan, somebody has Lamar Jackson on their team, like you know we can definitely understand that sometimes there are players that just you know force the team to win. I think. <laughs> I think uh, you know Fitz Magic was was that for Miami last year in a couple of games. So before uh, before he reverted back to Fitz Tragic. So you know. <laughs> yeah, this offense, man, it it's probably has a lot to do with the offensive line because the running game is not doing much. Like you said, Miles Gaskin not getting the touches that you'd expect, not getting the production. Um, Savan Ahmed, you know, not anything interesting malcolm brown was doing a couple things and got injured uh everyone's pet favorite patrick layard Le- uh, <laughs> like i remember one year or one game last year he was like oh he's a sneaky pick in dfs because he's gonna start and <laughs> no one else like he's gonna get carries um but yeah i mean it they're not getting the running production at all it's basically the whole passing game um 
or those running backs in the passing game creating for this offense. And I, I imagine it's the offensive line just not doing anything on either side. Well, I mean, Ravens fans are, are noticing already if the offensive line, you know, doesn't give you running holes and clean pocket, you have great skills uh, players. It's going to just make things harder for the offense. So, yeah, I could if the offensive line is really that bad, I could totally see that being um, a huge reason for the struggles. Bold predictions? Well, I think before we do that, because um, we've talked down the Dolphins a lot, and we have gotten into this uh, this situation before where we've completely overlooked an opponent on <laughs> this these previews. Um, how do the Dolphins win this game? Like, what what do the Ravens need to avoid to avoid giving a two and seven team an upset win on Thursday night? I think it's all turnovers, man. Being yourself, if the Ravens play even close to their game plan and don't beat themselves by turning the ball over, I think they win. I think they win with ease. Because, like we said, this offense, I think our defense will be able to defeat them. I think we'll be able to get hurries to slow down the passing game. I think the defensive uh, performance will be good enough in the run game. These running backs don't scare me. Um, I just don't see us losing unless we really screw up uh, either like, falling down on defense and letting up huge plays um, or uh, the offense turning the ball over. One thing I'll add, we didn't even talk about it last game because the running defense, other than that big 66-yarder uh, and then like a 20-yarder later on in the game, uh, basically completely stuffed Alvin Cook. But Brandon Williams was like a healthy scratch. Uh, no one's talking about this. I, I really like didn't see much discourse on Ravens Twitter about it. I didn't hear anything from the beat reporters about what happened there. Uh, curious to see if he plays this week. Maybe that was another load management thing that we were talking about with um, regards to Jimmy Smith and McPhee. Like maybe they just 100% took him out. Maybe he has some in- nagging injury we didn't know about, and that's why his play has been down. I don't know. But I'll be curious to see how he plays this game or if he plays at all. Yeah, I thought he was on the injury report with a shoulder, I believe. You know, But I believe he did practice at that point. So, yeah, it was a little bit surprising. Um, but, yeah, to be honest, I mean, I think we talked about it a few episodes ago. He's been a little bit down, I think. Um, certainly not one of his best years, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think going back to what do the Ravens need to do, I mean, well, one of the things for me is um, how are they going to respond after Deshaun Elliott getting out? Mike Jazicki, I think, is one guy who I would definitely, uh, you know, be careful of, especially if who's going to play on him. Um, I, I would assume Chuck Clark, Brandon Stevens, they're probably going to be assigned to him. Jimmy Smith occasionally on some high leverage plays. Um, definitely keeping an eye on him and trying to take him away as their biggest threat would be uh, definitely a plus. And then also just, I mean, I think turnover battle is definitely one as well, um, but also just, you know, continuing to focus on fundamentals of don't let these guys um, catch the ball. If they do, get them to the ground. Don't give up yak. It's just one of those things where, like, you know, if if they're able to make the play and, you know, the Ravens aren't able to get these guys to the ground, it, it could be another one of those situations where they just have these backbreaking large plays to open things up. And you add one or two sort of lucky plays in there to be able to score touchdowns, and then it becomes a lot more problematic. The Ravens, I think, were fortunate that the Vikings just couldn't put it together enough drives to be able to uh, score enough in the end of the game. They were largely kind of uh, 
kept in check outside of a handful of plays, but we don't want that to really happen with Miami because that's a game if they get down early and, you know, all of a sudden their defense starts playing better and sort of unlock their potential and, and start to force Lamar and the offense into bad situations, then, um, you know, that's not that's not going to be great. Yeah, I'm looking over the, the stat sheet on a game the Dolphins played a couple weeks ago uh, against Atlanta. It's a game they ultimately lost, but they pushed the Falcons to the brink. Falcons, you know, are not a very good team this year, but their defense has holes like the Ravens do. Um, just kind of seeing, you know, what happened here that, that caused the, the Dolphins to be in this game. And, you know, they're, they're things that you'd expect. Uh, they were able to, to, they had five minutes over the Falcons in time of possession. Tua played in this game. He had four touchdown passes. Uh, Gusecki, like Chris was saying, was a big factor here. Seven for 85 and a touchdown. Waddle also had seven for 83. And their defense didn't really do too much, actually. Only one sack and one pick on Ryan. Um, Other than that, the Falcons had a really strong uh, offensive day. Uh, Kyle Pitts just went off seven catches for 163 yards. So just one sample size, but maybe tight end is a spot that the Ravens can um, exploit. So just looking at a way where this game could get uh, a little out of hand for the Ravens, especially on the short week. And then I think Alec brought up a good point, Brandon Williams. One other thing that that no one's talking about, I don't know, did we get any word on Mark Andrews? And I know he came back into the game, but he looked like he was in pain for a bit there. And I don't think he had a a catch after that injury. I could be wrong. He might've had one, but have you guys seen anything about Andrews and if that's something that is a concern at all? I don't believe I've seen anything about him. I kind of chalked it up to just, you know, either he kind of fell wrong and, you know, I thought originally concussion, but then he got up and came back in. And it was like, okay, well, that probably wasn't it. Maybe, you know, was this something with fluids or, um, you know, just kind of like falling a little awkwardly or something. It didn't seem like anything physical, I guess, in terms of like, you know, an arm or a leg or anything. It seemed almost like a... Yeah, almost like a head injury, I guess. Um, but yeah, when he came back in, it was like, okay, well, that wasn't it. So unless, uh, unless Harbaugh says anything in the next like day or so, I, I would assume he's probably fine to go this week. Yeah. I thought he was grabbing his arm, but maybe maybe I saw that wrong. I don't know. It's kind of hard to watch a game, and you're also trying to, to make sure a uh, 14-month-old doesn't touch the television or the sound bar. And I yeah, know... <laughs> always give the dog as much attention as they want you know so every now and again i miss things while watching the game live (laughs) oh man score predictions and bold predictions yeah i think let's go ahead and do our score predictions and bold predictions i did take a peek so everyone can know the ravens are currently a seven and a half point favorite the over under is 46 and a half so you can use that when making your calculations but uh i'll i'll go ahead and start i think we sacked to a four more times the pass rush is going to get home you know it's it's a feast or famine for those guys as far as the actual sack numbers go this is going to be a feast game they're going to get after and get him on the ground at least four times and my score prediction is pretty bold uh, i'm gonna say the ravens win 43 to 3 man oh man it's a big one i mean i think that might be wrong i think maybe 42 to 3 because i think they're just gonna score <laughs> no i don't think 43 score Tommy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's like, happened or not. I'm Would just thinking like they're, they're, they're not going to kick field goals. They're going to just keep putting uh, touchdowns in. But I don't know. We'll see. But I think I, I just feel like even though this is a trap game, even though there's a lot of reason to think the Ravens aren't going to win after doing this breakdown of both sides of the ball, nothing really scares me. Nothing makes me too worried too much. 
our offense, even if they misfire a little bit, will still be able to score points against this defense, in my opinion. This offense does not scare me too much. They do have good skill players, but overall we're just better. I think we'll be able to grind them out. They won't be able to convert on third downs. And before you know it, it's a Ravens game. They're running the ball, just making them really sad. And that's it. So in case anyone is, is interested, uh, 43-3 to would not be Scorigami. It has happened as recently as November 13th, 1988. Vikings 43, Cowboys 3. So it hasn't happened in our lifetime yet, though. Hey, but 50-3, to <laughs> Scorigami. So you just need one more touchdown there, Alec. <laughs> Do you want to go? Do you want to go that bold? <laughs> no, I'm not going that bold. Thank you, Thank you though. I think 43-3 and three is uh, enough of a statement. I'm, I'm going to definitely take the uh, Ravens to cover, and I'm going to maybe uh, put an extra couple dollars behind it because this is, uh, this is a game that, I mean, just a touchdown doesn't seem like enough. Well, for me, um, I think, again, like I said, there is reason to uh, believe that this even even this offense this this depleted Dolphins offense could give the Ravens defense some trouble just with the holes they have but again aside from Gusecki I don't really think this team has the playmakers to do it so my bold prediction is going to be that the Ravens keep the Dolphins offense outside of the end zone Uh, score prediction will be 27 to 9 Ravens cool all right well I'm gonna uh I feel like I'm double down uh triple down at this point uh, here like, it comes I'm again. Liking, I'm liking my uh, I'm liking my wide receiver predictions here because I feel like uh, guys are stepping up and, and continuing to play. I'm going to say that Bateman finds the end zone for the first time uh, this nice game, bet. and so um, I, I think the score for me is probably somewhere a little bit in the middle. Um, I will go with uh, 31-13 Ravens. I tell you guys, I really wish they actually just completely uh, shut them out this game, but I don't be that disrespectful. So therefore, did not do that. But feels feels possible. You know, this defense, if they play the way they did in the second half of the game against the Vikings, there's not a chance in the world that this Dolphins team will be able to produce. I mean, the Vikings are much better on, on offense in every single facet. I think, wide, I think their wide receivers are better. I think their running back's definitely way better. I think even their quarterback's better. And obviously their offensive line's better because this sounds like the worst offensive line unit in the league. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to, like, bash the Dolphins here. I'm just being honest. Like, if our defense plays the way they did at the end of the game there, um, it's going to be really a huge struggle. Huge, huge struggle. Well, with that, the good news is is that the Ravens play Thursday night, so you only have a couple more days uh, until you get to see football again. That's the good news. Bad news is Thursday night, and then after that, you have to wait uh, a couple of days, <laughs> almost nine, ten days for the Ravens to play again. But while we're here, you know, we'll have Ravens content for you guys for the next couple of days until uh, Thursday night. And look forward to the game. Uh, we look forward to recapping that uh, the week after and, and continuing on the rest of the season. That way we can get back to our uh, regular scheduled uh, podcast programming and not have to uh, to rush through on the short week. I know we don't like it as, as much as you guys do. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, with that, we're going to wrap up this episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can always uh, reach out at us on Twitter, Ravens underscore recap. Uh, we'll probably have a few polls out this week and, and questions to, to kind of go out and prep for the game. You can also send us uh, an email at feedback at ravensrecap.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, in the meantime, go Ravens, and we'll see you next week.